Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour this Wednesday, we'll check in with Jason Sudeikis, the actor-comedian, former Saturday Night Live cast member, Joe Theismann, former Redskins MVP, will join us as well. I saw this... uh, tweet by Shams on uh, The Athletic. Multiple tips have been placed into the NBA's anonymous hotline. They uh, report protocol violations on campus, sources tell. Kind of a narc line there. And I don't know what happens to you if you get in trouble there. Obviously, you get uh, you have to go into quarantine. But the uh, narc line there, I guess uh, they have multiple tips in there with guys violating this. And then you have this interview, Spencer Dinwiddie, who I believe is already tested positive. He was giving advice for NBA players in the bubble, and he was uh, with Taylor Rooks on Bleacher Report and had the following advice. Any words for anybody in the bubble? Yeah, to, to all my fellow NBA players, don't call the snitch hotline. Don't cross the line to get Postmates. Don't fly L.A. work out. Uh, and last but not least, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets are coming for you. That's the way it works. <laughs> L.A. work, that uh, is code for L.A. women. I did not know that. Marvin told me that. because I don't know how Marvin knew it. Huh. Marvin might have to explain that to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Marv. <laughs> Yeah. Marvin came out and he goes, uh, you know what L.A. work is? And I go, mm, no. He goes, uh, that's code for L.A. women. So, <laughs> uh, This program brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership. Test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews from Mercedes AMG Man Cave, go to danpatrick.com. You can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, Mercedes AMG driving performance. Some of the headlines, Chris Jones of the Chiefs got paid. Miles Garrett of the Browns got paid. You know, when you look back on Miles Garrett, when he had the incident with Mason Rudolph, and now he's on the verge of a five-year, $125 million deal. And becoming one of the faces of the Cleveland Browns, able to overcome that incident. And we haven't gotten the full story, and maybe we never will, but Miles Garrett is going to get paid. James Harden has reported to Orlando, and I believe uh, in quarantine now. Uh, NFL camps, Major League Baseball starting, NBA starting, all of this in two weeks. In less than two weeks, we're going to have a lot of baseball, basketball to be talking about, football, at least we hope. Optimistic. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Jesse in Los Angeles joins us. Hey, Jess, what do you have for me? Hey, Dan. Dan, that's a great show today. Thank you, Jesse. Um, 
LA work. I always learn something new with you guys. Uh, so thanks for that. But uh, I wanted to ask you guys if, uh, if you know what Ethan, the stack guy's knowledge is as it pertains to sharks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Jess, that that's so inside the belt, but really, really good. Great Thank you, call. Jess. Thank Great you. call. Because McLovin is his brand is you're the shark guy. Well, yeah, so you might not have noticed when Ethan started sending all these really smart emails, I started transitioning towards sharks as a way to keep my value and something. My brand is evolving because of Ethan. Well, Ethan is our stats guy. Yeah, I kind of used to be the guy who was pretty good with stats, had time to Google him during the show. Yeah, and now all of a sudden he's infringed on McLovin's territory, and McLovin is now moving on to being our shark expert a little bit, a little bit more detail here, I think. Yes, Paul. I heard he took a sabbatical from Harvard to be a marine biologist for a year, but I haven't uh, confirmed that. Yeah. Ethan. Ethan is, uh, he's, a, he's a star. And people say he looks like Clive Owen, too. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. But has he ever seen a great white? I don't know. Do you know I did last year, Ethan? It's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. You're, once again, you are so brave, McLovin. I think we're underplaying that story. Yeah, that's what McLovin said. <laughs> I said, how are we under? You didn't, you weren't in the water with a great white shark. You saw it. I saw a great white in, in the ocean, 100 yards away. But you were on the beach. But you're still underplaying it. <laughs> I think we're underplaying this story. The fact uh, that I've seen a great white. And the Dak Prescott situation is the same. It looks like the, he's going to be, you know, have that franchise tag and that's it. Uh, and $31.4 million and doesn't look like the Cowboys are going to be budging off. They want five years. Dak wants four years. Joe Theismann will have some comments on that, as well as the Washington Redskins changing their nickname. Jason Sudeikis, we caught up with Jason a couple of days ago, and uh, he's got a new show. It's called Tournament of Laughs. It's hosted by Jason. It airs Sundays at 10 Eastern on TBS. And uh, I started the interview. I asked him, does he get to choose the names of his characters in a movie, like Principal Brown in Booksmart or Kurt Buckman in Horrible Bosses? Kurt Buckman, no, although I did. I, I have a friend named Dave Buckman, so that, that I think maybe I just sort of like honored that. And then uh, Principal Brown, his full name was Jordan Brown, who is a good friend of Olivia and I's. So, like, there's always, um, you know, if they let you, yeah, I'll always try. I, I, I use a lot of old, you know, grade school friends and whatnot. That was a big a point of pride on my SNL days was to – you know, I never have my name referred to, but playing a doctor and playing like Dr. Tim Grasser, who was, you know, one of my best <laughs> friends in high school. And it, just, and it just appears on a door or on a nameplate. And, you know, it really lights, lights my Facebook page up for, you know, a good three days. But Fred in uh, Hall Pass, did you? Not yet. That was already there. That was, that was you know, I didn't have any, you know, any of the, the deep and wide Hollywood juice that I have now. That one, I was just along for the ride. <laughs> and I'm wondering how often you had guys come up and say, hey, I tried the hall pass thing. Like, do you get people in real life who, who say that they've tried to get the hall pass or did the hall pass or inspired by hall pass? Literally, the most that comes up it will be, like, guys being like, hey, Oh, man, I love Hall Pass. I, I watched it in a hotel when I was, you know, away from home, you know, for a work trip. <laughs> like, <laughs> implying that their, their their wife or their partner would not let them watch it on the home television. Like, no, honey, we're not going to watch Hall Pass. Even though, you know, having, having uh, you know, watched the movie a couple times, like, you know, we, we honor the, the female side of the Hall Pass as well. Uh, but, but, yeah, definitely, I've never heard anybody actually take take it up on it i've heard the term bandied around like hey you know like you know so-and-so is my hall pass i'm like oh okay well that's great <laughs> you know just sort of like whoever that might be you know uh you know, it could be but does this come up with your wife where yeah you know she'll eventually say do guys really think that way or talk about that stuff it's all make-believe tough. You know? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the beauty of having someone who's also in the business. When you're an actor, it's such a weird you know, thing. You have to pretend to fall in love with people and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so she knows. She knows it's all, it's all make-believe. It's all wish fulfillment. Uh, the, uh, the show is Tournament of Laughs, and it airs Sundays at 10 Eastern on TBS. How much yeah. of a stand-up comedian are you or did you want to be? I never did it. I've, I've done stand-up maybe twice. 
um, you know, no, three times. The, the first first couple times I auditioned for SNL uh, was in a stand-up venue um, before they have you do the screen test, which happens on what we call home base. That's like where the, the host does the monologue. And then the one other time I did it was like a corporate gig hired by uh, a business back home in Kansas City. And I did it where they were like, hey, you know, do 30 minutes. You're, you're opening for the Little River Band. This is true. And, <laughs> and, and I thought, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll tell like, you know, three or four stories like from my early SNL days and then maybe take questions and, and you know, kind of go the Carol Burnett show route and be like, oh, maybe I can, you know. And it was so scary. It's so scary. I, I prefer to have, you know, someone on, on, you know, in the foxhole with me of when a sketch is dying or, a, you know, an improvised scene is dying. And, be, you know, I'm, I'm a team sport guy. And so, like, stand up, you know, all respect uh, to those guys and gals that, that do it on a daily, you know, nightly basis. But for me, it's too scary. I want, I want someone in the ship with me when we're going down to look at each other and be like, uh-oh, here we go. This is not flying. <laughs> because that time I did it, I immediately called a buddy who worked for that company and texted him afterwards going, did I just did I just eat Dookie in front of everybody for, for a large, you know, chunk of change from a local, you know, local boy does good. And then clearly, well, not that good. It was, it was, it was, it was intimidating to say the least. And just that sort of having no one else to blame it on besides, you know, just yourself and your apathy or your work ethic is too much for me to handle. No, can't do it. But here you are hosting this and, and explain the premise of a tournament of laughs. Well, basically, it's just, you know, it was you know pitched a while back by the producers as a way to, uh, you know, make up for the March Madness tournament for, for you know, um, NCAAs being, um, you know, canceled this year. And, yeah, it's basically stand-ups, uh, people who primarily, you know, from stand-up, um, with some, you know, the different folks too, like Michael Rappaport and Triumph and Comic Dog, you know, having, having fun, uh, making home videos, and then, yeah, letting the, letting the audience at home, you know, decide who, who moves on. Um, and then I'm basically, you know, doing your old gig, you know, like kind of like the host of Sports Center. I, I, you know, just doing a little commentary before and afterwards, and just kind of explaining when, you know, a, a number eight seed has has upset a number two seed or what have you. Uh, and yeah, it's 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 you know, today we film it based on tonight's or last night's, you know, uh, results. So it's about as close to oh, the yeah. SNL turnaround that we used to have. Uh, which is which is fun because I'll do like you know a table read here in an hour and or so and then well you know this is pre tape anyway, anyway but yeah the turnarounds the turnarounds pretty pretty exciting too because it's just like you know go 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 we gotta we gotta film this so they can edit it and then have it ready for next week and and uh, yeah just one thing after another. He's Jason Sudeikis. Uh, the show is Tournament of Laughs. It airs Sundays at 10 Eastern on TBS. When you were in uh, college at Fort Scott Community College, did we ever show any of your highlights on SportsCenter? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. There, was there, it may be on ESPN4. It might have been further <laughs> down, like in between, you know, footage of a father and son playing catch out back. You know, like it would be, it was. Uh, what, what was I, the I highlight? I had many. What was the highlight? Of your college basketball career, that's a good question. Probably, probably when we played against Reuben Patterson at Independence Community College, and he had like fifty points on us, and <laughs> I would say forty of more dunks. Like that was the highlight. <laughs> he went to Cincinnati after that, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, to play basketball, yeah. I don't know how much you went to the class. I mean, you know, Bobby Huggins, you know, he, he, coached, he coached with a different mentality than, <laughs> you know, than, than maybe it was the 90s, you know, it was a different time. <laughs> and I was also wondering about Ted Lasso. Yeah. Now, yeah. You, you did those promos for the, the Premier League with NBC, mm-hmm. and then yeah. all of a sudden, are we going to do a series on Ted Lasso? Is this like a... Uh, Brockmire, uh, Jim Brockmire. Right. No, that's the way, uh, which is one of my, my father's favorite shows. When he, when he heard we were doing the show, he, and I told him the premise, he was like, hey, this sounds like Brockmire, which, you know, uh, if I can make my dad happy that way, then all for it. But, but yeah, that, I mean, yeah, just seven, seven short years later, now it's going to be coming to an Apple, <laughs> an Apple Plus channel near you. But, yeah, the trailer drops tomorrow, actually. Uh, uh, and, yeah, we filmed the first season. It comes out August 14th on Apple Plus. And it's the same premise as the first commercial. I'm in a, I'm a small-time college football coach who gets hired to coach a professional, you know, Premier League team, a fictional one, AFC Richmond. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're in 10 episodes, uh, and that all, that all starts here in about a month.
Is the mustache real? Oh yeah, very much so. It wasn't in the it wasn't in the second commercial. The second commercial, we we you know I didn't have the the time to grow it, but uh, we had some of the uh, the geniuses behind the scenes at SNL help, help help me do that. But yeah, this for the TV show, yeah, all real, all real, and the accent's real too. If I've had enough Jack Daniels, but do you do you know soccer, or is that part of the the fun of this? That I think you're a football coach. Going, are you a a real football yeah. coach? like our football, then you go over there. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the whole premise. Yeah. I was a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a football coach from Wichita state, uh, which doesn't have a football team. So, <laughs> you know, uh, and then, yeah, I had a viral video, uh, kind of like, you know, that great video of Roy Williams, uh, with, you know, walking into the locker room after a, a Tar Heels victory and dancing and everything for his players. And that video catches the eye of the owner of a, of a, professional soccer team over there in uh in the uk and so they hire me you know just to sort of shake things up um because they're at the point of possibly being you know relegated and all that and so yeah i, I and but to answer your question i learn i learn more and more with with every uh with every night that i uh you know play fifa you know on, <laughs> on the xbox i learn a little bit more about the beautiful game but but in all honesty no i didn't i don't know much and a lot of those commercials, like the guy who plays my assistant coach, uh, Brendan Hunt, who's also plays my assistant coach on the show, and one of the co-writers, co-creators, that's how we describe he describes you know football or soccer to me is by using metaphor, whether it be from you know '90s uh, NBA, '80s hip hop, Broadway musicals. Like <laughs> he can break it down for me if 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 I am you know paralleling it to something I already know, and that's sort of part of the fun of you know, at least for the, the drive for the, the comedy of the show. And then, then the rest is all just, you know, the high stakes. Are you too old now? I think athletes. you're turning, what, 45. So are you too old to yeah. play video games at home? Will Will your wife allow you to play video games? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we got a little six-year-old boy who we play. We played through, you know, Lego Star Wars. It, it, I mean, there's a deep, deep concern in our household about him becoming addicted to him. <laughs> but I, but I, we, we have we have a group of guys from the from the show that do play FIFA. Like they have a thing called Pro Clubs, you know, uh, that we play almost, you know, almost nightly. You know, like a golf course. Like, hey, you know, we have a text chain going. Hey, you know, someone sends out the bat signal, then we hop on there for you know a game. A game takes 17 minutes. We have that down because all of us have partners and and you know other responsibilities. So you can only sit in a room with a control in your hand for so long. And that and sounds like a it. series in itself, Jason. I, I mean, with this you know with this Twitch platform, anything's possible. I know. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the you know quarantine and 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 the internet. Anything to show. Uh, Paul, is uh, Will Ferrell on the line? Not this time. Oh, he's not. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to take it personal if you don't. Were you going to, were you upset in the slightest when Will Ferrell interrupted your phone call? No. Okay. No. Um, you know, honestly, I, I feel like it's, um, you know, he's, he's got to do it. There's demons there that, you know, I bet there's part of him that was upset that he did it. You know, I bet if we really got into it, I think there's part of him that, you know, probably felt, you know, like, ah, I let, I let people down. Like it's too needy, too thirsty as the kids say, you know, um, but no, it didn't, didn't bother me at all. Oh but, God. We laughed so hard. It was four, four years <laughs> yeah. ago. And, but you know, that, that it's those moments that remind you of who, who, uh, how funny people are. Your line was so quick. Oh, yeah. And so sharp is like, uh, you know, you, you could why, why didn't why need an email? You could have emailed. And it was just so in the moment and it was such a throwaway line. But I I still remember it because you're right. And Will, of course, played it off. <laughs> and I think oh, he was called, he, he he acted like you, you weren't on the phone. And that he he just had to call in. I think we were planning a trip to Dublin, and he wanted to go to the Guinness Brewery. It was just so random. It is like, uh, Dan, Dan, um, hey, I'm doing an interview with Jason. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Hey, I really want to go to Dublin with you guys. And then that's when I think he said, couldn't you have emailed? You know? Yeah. Good hey, stuff. You know, maybe maybe he was in the car. Maybe he was doing the safe thing. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, no. I mean, the, Will Tom Hanks, Oprah Winfrey, 
Beyonce. There's certain people that if they interrupt you, <laughs> you don't mind. I mean, maybe after, maybe if it becomes habitual, if it's like, you know, again, if he would have done it today, then that'd be something we'd have to have offline conversations about the three of us, I think. You know? Uh, uh, but, well, good luck with all the projects, certainly with uh, what's going on with Tournament of Last. It's uh, great to talk to you. Thanks again. We appreciate likewise. it. Yeah, talk to you in four years. Yeah, all right. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Right. <laughs> See you guys. Bye now. That's uh, Jason Sudeikis, Tournament of Laughs, and it's uh, Sundays at 10 Eastern on TBS. Joe Theismann is checked in. We'll get to Joe coming up. Uh, talk about the Redskins situation. Uh, maybe get his thoughts on Dak Prescott as well. 20 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Still haven't heard any other information than what I imparted to you when I started the show about some of these cryptic messages, tweets that were put out by NFL reporters that had to do with the Washington Redskins that uh, feels like there's a story that's coming out about toxic culture there behind the scenes. Nobody has confirmed anything. And uh, I said, if we got any information, I tried to pass that on. And I don't know if it's just a coincidence that it coincides with the uh, name change there with Washington, uh, trademark issues there. Uh, you've got some minor minority owners in the Redskins who may want to sell. So there's there's a whole lot going on. It's sort of at the epicenter of the NFL. Joe Theismann, former NFL quarterback for the Redskins, a Super Bowl uh, champion and uh, NFL MVP joining us on the show. Good morning, Joe. Uh, where do we stand with this uh, franchise right now? 
I think um, based upon what you reported, Dan, and talked about, um, you know, I don't really know. I have no more information than you have regarding what might be coming out. We know that at this point, um, obviously, there's going to be a name change uh, after 87 years. There will no longer be the Washington Redskins, and there will be some other Washington name attached and logo attached to the franchise. Interestingly enough, in 1972, the, the logo itself was designed by a Native American. Um, modeled after basically the Buffalo nickel. And um, see, before I ever really got into this conversation about the name, and this has been going on for decades, mm -hmm. this isn't all of a sudden come overnight, you know that. I wanted to talk to Native Americans and get their opinion on what they thought about the name, the Washington Redskins. And I'd say 85% of those that I talked to were very positive about it. They were proud of it. They were proud of the heritage. Um, they were glad that the team represented the, the Native Americans of this country. And then there's a percentage that doesn't like it, and that exists today. But um, for whatever reason, and economically, I'm sure is part of it, the, uh, there's going to be a change, and, and we move forward with it. But, you know, the other thing, too, is interesting, Dan, is what I thought about is what's going on in society today is – July 3rd, July 3rd, the Redskins made an announcement and said, you know, we're going to address this issue. We're going to look at it. And then all of a sudden, eight days later, a change is coming. I guess I ask myself this question. We've talked about activism in this country and we've talked about things that should change, but yet they don't. Um, if, if the Washington football organization can do something in eight days, why can't other branches of life get something done in a hurry? What are we, what are we waiting for? I guess that's my question. Yeah, but the Redskins waited a long time on this, Joe. I feel like... Well, I, you know, I, I think if we hadn't been where we are socially, it yeah. may not have yeah. changed. You know, I mean, it's... It, but it's it's a change that basically has come. And um, those of us that played under the moniker of the Washington Redskins, Dan, I mean, we, we won championships there. There's a, there's a great legacy in history that we're a part of and very proud of. And I'm excited for this young group of kids. I mean, it's a very young football team. I'm excited for them to sort of establish their own numbers going forward. And this is one question I've yet to find an answer to. Maybe your guys and you can help. Will the records of the Washington Redskins, as of what they were, carry forward to the new Washington franchise? I mean, did the Houston Oilers records carry on to the Tennessee Titans? Or was it just an, a whole new beginning uh, when it came to those players that are going to be a part of the franchise? Well, it's just a name change. It's not a location change because Houston changed and went to Tennessee. The Baltimore Colts went to Indianapolis. Um, the Cleveland Browns. Brown, the yeah, Ravens. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that there's a little bit of a separation there, but I'm going to guess if the Colts numbers are the same or under the same umbrella in Baltimore as they are in Indianapolis. Uh, how well do you know Daniel Snyder and – can you could you offer suggestions on how to make this franchise better? Well, first of all, Dan has been a fan. I've known Dan for a number of years and we're friends and um, and good friends. Um, the thing is, is in. You know, he's he's a he's a fan. He was always a fan first. I mean, when he was a little kid, this was a dream of his to own the Washington Redskins. Um, that dream came to fruition roughly 20 years ago. And it's been a struggle ever since trying to find the right combination. And, and there's other franchises that, and franchises that have gone through this same situation where you have a degree of success and then all of a sudden you try and look for that magic formula again. And for one reason or another, I can say the last three years, this team has been hit with the injury bug more than any team in the National Football League. We've had more guys on IR in the last three years than most teams have in, in 10. So the lack of players – and it's, it's a it's – consistency and it's a player's game and if you don't have the players particularly the quarterback position uh, I got hurt 35 years ago and I believe they've had 37 different starting quarterbacks in that period of time where you take a look at teams like the 49ers teams like the Packers that have had consistency over a over a couple of decades with different people and that's I think what we're searching for and Dwayne Haskins is a very fine young quarterback that we hope will be a kid going forward that can you know be sort of the beginning of, of stability at that position on this football team. But it starts with that position. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, when's the last time you had a quarterback where you went, I feel pretty confident with the franchise in his hands? It, it's, it's been a long time. Uh, it really has. I mean, I, just to put in perspective, not to, to toot a horn, so to speak, but uh, I'm second uh, to, in Sammy Baugh to consecutive starts for the organization in the history of the organization at 99. 
Um, and Sammy, I believe, was 113 or something like that. But wh when you have someone who played 35 years ago and is second in the franchise's history when it comes to consecutive starts, mm. you know that there's been instability at that position. I believe Mark Rippon is third at like 78. So they, you have to have somebody line up and play year after year after year after year. And you need consistent coaching, which is another thing. We've had a lot of different coaches come through. I think Ron Rivera is, is the perfect choice for this football franchise. His staff has veterans. It has young people. But there's been just a lack of consistency in different positions, and it's been tough. And it's not that Dan's not trying. Listen, you know, everybody sort of jumps all over Dan. But Nobody does he try too hard, Joe? Sometimes really? owners get too involved, and, and we know they made their money in a different, you know, uh, industry they, and and you know the the blue bloods turn it over to their people and say you coach you be the GM I'm going to stay out of the way is Dan Snyder too involved? No, not he. There was a time when he was involved uh, more heavily than he is now. But what he's done is he stepped back and he's trying to find the right combination. Like I said, I believe that this is the right combination going forward. Uh, finally, for him, I think there's a, so much change that's happening. So much. Um, almost confusion when it comes to what needs to be done. But I think he's got a clear vision and picture of what he wants now. He is uh, he's involved as any owner. Hey, when you, when you have franchises that are worth billions of dollars, you have every right to be involved. You're writing checks. You're writing big checks. So you want to know what's going on. But when it comes to the day-to-day -day operations, other people will have input into it. And just if you listen to the conversations and read some of the stuff regarding Ron Rivera and Dan Snyder in conversation about the name, Ron's very heavily involved. Yeah. This isn't just going to be Dan's going to say, I want this and it's going to happen. No, he's very, they're very heavily involved. We're talking to Joe Theismann, former NFL MVP. He's got a new book and uh, just published last month, How to Be a Champion Every Day and Timeless Keys to Success. Uh, you saw Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott is probably going to you know, sign that franchise tag here. Would you invest in Dak Prescott long term if you were the Dallas Cowboys? If I was the Dallas Cowboys, I would do exactly what Jerry Jones is doing. I would offer him the contract of four years. Um, I believe the number is somewhere between 32 and 35 million per year with 100 million guaranteed. I would make that offer because there, there's changes. The, the league, we don't know what this football season is going to look like. We don't know if there's going to be any type of OTAs or mini, much, much of a mini camp, to be honest with you. And then we don't know what the season's going to be like. Plus, he's under a new coach. He has a new system to learn. Um, and, and the other thing is, is I, the Cowboys want a five-year deal, from what I understand. Dak wants a four. Yeah. The number's somewhere in the low 30 millions. I think that's a fair number. Uh, Dak rolls the dice at 31-4 and says, hey, look, I may take a chance and be franchised. They can franchise him again, I think, next year at 38. But they don't really know what they have at this point. And part of it is the economic stand in the game. You know, salary cap is based upon revenue. If the Redskins, not the Redskins, if the Redskins, if the Washington franchise or all the franchises don't make the money they think, and it's estimated to be somewhere in the neighborhood of a, of a hundred million dollars less per franchise, you're, you're talking three point some odd billion dollars. And now, what's the cap going to be next year? We've seen the cap continue to go up and up and up, but in this environment, there isn't a guarantee of anything. But do you think I Dak's think, a I think franchise? Dak, I think Dak has a chance. I mean, I think Dak really has a chance to do something special because, and I've always believed this, the quarterback is the single most dependent player on the field. I mean, you just have to depend on so many different things. Guys catching the ball, defenses stopping people, kicks being made, blocks being made. Um, you're, you're part of it really is just a part. And he's got some really good, tremendous pieces on the offensive side with him. Uh, and, and like I said, it, for him, if he should sign a five-year contract because he's never going to see the fifth year anyway. You know, if he does what he expects to do and what the Cowboys want him to do, he may not even see the he may not even see year four before he gets another deal on top of it. So I don't know. I'm not I don't know what the hang up is. I know that the offer sounds, you know, like Jerry is, is being fair and 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 equitable with him. And, you know, I wish him all the luck in the world going out there. And if you're going to roll the dice, you know, go make them pay. We're starting to see, I guess it's a trend now, and maybe it, it was there, but it was in the embryonic stages, and that is the quarterback who can run, put pressure on you, but also be able to throw the deep ball. And, and Lamar Jackson, it feels like his blueprint is, I can put pressure on you on the edges, 
And I, if you bite on me running, I can throw the deep ball and try to get some home runs here. Um, is the future of the NFL the style of Patrick Mahomes or of Lamar Jackson or someone well, else? I, I think um, somewhat of a combination. You know, Patrick isn't in that class when it comes to running like Lamar does. Or even Kyler Murray out in Arizona. There's another one who uh, has uses his legs a lot. Uh, Cam Newton found out that if you use your legs a lot and you can't throw the ball out of the pocket, it'll wear you down in a hurry and beat you up. I think that you still have to be able to operate out of the pocket, especially with the gun the way it is now and the the spread offenses that we're running. You still have to be able to do that on a consistent basis because at this level, you can't run around and take the pounding over year after year after year and expect to be able to play a long time. I think Lamar is a very unique individual, of course, an MVP of the league. Patrick Mahomes is another one who has the ability to escape. Jimmy Garoppolo is another one who has that ability to be able to move around. But I still believe foundationally you have to be able to operate out of the pocket. Look at the guys that have won the championships, Peyton Manning, even Aaron Rodgers, Dan. You know, Aaron has the ability to move, but we don't see him do it a lot. Of course, Tom Brady has six championships. So when you start to put together the, the and look at the way the offenses are constructed, you have to be able to start and operate out of the pocket. And then, oh, by the way, if you need to put pressure on people. I will say this about Lamar. Lamar, I thought, improved tremendously last year throwing the football down the field and the thing that his skills and Kyler Murray's in particular present is that a defense can't just put their ears back and come after them because you can't give them escape lanes you want to be able to keep them in the pocket especially Kyler at his size you want to make him throw from the forest you want to make him throw through the trees uh, because he's not going to be able to see a lot of things down the field I know as a six-foot guy myself that when I played it's uh, you know, it's difficult. You're really not. You're throwing in between lanes. You're not throwing over people. But also, you didn't get the credit, and, and maybe there weren't enough people after you. You know, Drew Brees gets a lot of credit because Drew Brees at his size, hey, got, you don't have to be 6'4". You were six foot. You were the league MVP, but it felt like you were an anomaly and people weren't going to go, oh, it, like Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson, I think, got an opportunity because of Drew Brees, but you know, you were prior, your predecessor to Drew Brees as far as being successful and not being 6'4", like Dan Marino or John Elway. Uh, well, there were, you know, there were other guys before me, like Bob Greasy was one. I think Roger Staubach wasn't the tallest of all, maybe a couple inches taller than I, but it, the game has evolved in so many different ways from rules, uh, from the wide open nature of it, from the different positions. We used to, you, you, always, you went, we went through this with wide receivers. We want the, we want the tall guy so we can throw the ball in a general area and let him make a play. Then we wanted the quick one to be able to get down the field. Then we wanted the fast one. And it, football does that. It has its ebbs and flows. We want the big corner because we want to play cover two. Now we want the little corner because we're going to go man to man. And at the quarterback position now, I think we're leaning more and more towards the fact that we want somebody with mobility. But again, Drew Brees throws out of the pocket all the time. Drew's not going to run away from anybody. Eli never ran away from anybody in New York. So, uh, it, but there aren't a lot of them coming out of college, Dan. That's the thing, is the college game is a little bit different than ours because, for example, um, you take guys that throw bubble screens all the time. Mm-hmm. Take, take a university that throws bubble screens, Ohio State, okay? You can have 35, 40, 50 touchdown passes, and, have, and, and 15 of them are going to be because somebody made somebody miss and ran a lot of yards. So it's the concepts of the offenses that the kids are coming out of. It's the size of the kids. It's their athleticism. These are all things you have to take into consideration. Plus, again, I don't know what football is going to look like in 2021, more or less 20. But I do know that the rookies are going to be behind the eight ball here. You've got um, the young free agents. You've got new coaches that are trying to instill systems. All these things are, are done by, as you and I talk now, on Zoom. Uh, Joe has a, a bookshelf behind him, and he's only got four books in the bookshelf, and they're all the same book that Joe just put out. It's it's Joe's book. You mean, you mean this one? Oh, there's you got five books there. Joe Joe's got his book there, and How to Be a Champion: Six Timeless Keys to Success. Great tan, great hair. You got it all, Joe. You look like a success. Yeah, the most champion. important thing is you look, you're looking good, Dan. That's <laughs> yeah, the most important yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great to talk to you as always, Joe. Thank you.
Thanks. Great to catch up with you. Take care of yourself. That's Everybody Joe stay Th- safe. That's Joe Theismann. Uh, we'll be back. Close up shop here on the Dan Patrick Show after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last call for phone calls. Close up shop. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Also this day in sports history. Most different starting quarterbacks since 1986. Number one on that list, your Cleveland Browns. 40 different starting quarterbacks since 1986. The Bears, 38 different starting quarterbacks. They're about to add to that. The Arizona Cardinals, 36. And then the Washington Redskins with 34 different starting quarterbacks. Seems to be a common thread in there. Those franchises haven't been that good. Arizona had its uh, brief run with Kurt Warner. Yes, McLovin. Did the Browns even go away for a few years? And is that, did they take six years off between uh, 95 and. <laughs> I don't, how, how long were they gone from Cleveland? I forget. Yeah, but. How many years? We know who knows. Let's just wait for the email to come in. Ethan, our uh, information guy, he's not a stats guy. He's now our information guy. We've emboldened him. Now every three minutes, there's a gem (laughs) coming through. Oh, he just sent me one. Here's uh, Ethan, our research analyst. Let's see. Uh, Better be good. Pressure. Every precedent in U.S. sports 
is that a franchise changing its name or location keeps all the records. So Earl Campbell is still the career leader in rushing touchdowns for the Oilers Titans franchise. Nah, that's okay. Yeah, that's kind of that's not that impressive. Yes, McLovin. I thought when Joe Theismann said that, I'm like, you're obviously records are not going to change for this. I, I thought that no, was no. I couldn't believe he brought that up. Yeah, you're not changing locations. You're just changing names. I think Joe was hopeful that it would change and that more of his <laughs> records would be permanent with the Washington franchise. Well, I think he only threw for 25,000 yards in his career. And I think he's still the career passing leader for the Washington Redskins with 25,000. <laughs> I think that's why, why Joe, Joe asked, right? Uh, Ethan did uh, respond to the Browns hiatus. It was uh, three years from 1996 to 1998. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you. Uh, Murphy in Georgia joins us. Hey, Murph, what do you have for me today? Ah, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Listen, I was wondering about concerning, concerning Dallas. Okay. They had a running back before Elliott that was real good. And Jones said, or implied, that anybody can run behind that line. Do you think it's the same thing that quarterbacking Dallas, that anybody can, a mediocre quarterback could win them considering everything they have? Well, I think it helps a mediocre quarterback that you have those weapons there. Now, they had Marion Barber, but you might be talking about DeMarco Murray, wasn't he uh, in Dallas as well? And I do believe, this is why I wouldn't have paid Zeke Elliott, because you've already gotten the best years. I don't think he comes close to what he's done before. And now you're putting more, more on Dak Prescott's plate, more pressure on him, that it's now become a quarterback offense, not a running back offense. Uh, do I think Andy Dalton could put up similar numbers with the Cowboys? I do. I do. But I do think Dak has an extra dimension there. He, he has a higher ceiling at his age. We know what Andy Dalton is and you know who he's been. And he is, was a quality quarterback. Now, you can't deny the run that they had, and he played well. But we love potential. We love the unknown, and Dak Prescott still has the unknown. Deshaun Watson, the unknown. Kyler Murray, the unknown. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. It's when you know, it's like the Bears know what they have in Mitchell Trubisky. I, they probably have seen his best. There's no real mystery there, the mystique of the potential. You know, Jameis Winston still has that. Marcus Mariota doesn't have that. But Jameis Winston has a little bit of that. Baker Mayfield has a little bit of that. Daniel Jones has shown glimpses of the potential there, and that's what we fall in love with. Jeff in Detroit. Jeff's been holding since yesterday, I think. Jeff, welcome. Yeah, you know what? Just a quick comment. I just find it funny that you guys out of all days bring this Ethan Statistician guy out on Tony Romo, Dak Prescott day. I'm just trying to figure out, is uh, McLovin, uh, Tony Romo, and Dak Prescott, oh, Ethan? wow, Jeff. Jeff. Uh, this, this, hey, listen, my advice to McLovin, don't call in sick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, how about Jeff cracking himself up? <laughs> I, you know, maybe if McLovin takes some time off, be with the family, Ethan could stop in. Seems like he's a good team player, offering some uh, stats. Kind of a me guy, though. Oh, you think? Yeah, yeah he's all about himself. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Real fun standing around the water cooler hearing about the uh, stats from the AFL. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna, that won't get old. Boom. You know what gets old? What gets old is when I ask for some information and I don't get any information no, from like, you. We like to keep you guessing. <laughs> We're building suspense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get you information. We provide you all the information we think you need. Yeah. Or slightly inaccurate information. <laughs> yeah. And you do a great job. In, in that you know department, you're irreplaceable. When it, when it comes to giving misinformation or no information at all, you're irreplaceable. Like the anniversary of Adam Sandler's first episode. Oh, <laughs> oh, deflect. So why deflect. Do that? I don't know why we have to do that. Toddler, deflect. Deflect. <laughs> Not cool. By the way, Todd is going to spring for pizza. How about that? That's crazy, Todd. I know. 
I, I think we're going to do the pizza challenge that I did over my vacation. I don't know how I'm going to peel the card out of the wallet. Though. It's got all kinds of cobwebs. It's, it's, it hasn't well, it's been still got that sticker on that you have to take oh, off. Oh, that's right. You have to, to like, call a number. To call in, yeah. To uh, enable it. Yeah. What, did you, uh, what did you learn today, Todd? Uh, stats guy Ethan making the Danettes, especially my friend here, McLovin, in the back row, look bad. Uh, McLovin, what did you learn? Nobody likes a know-it-all. <laughs> Nobody likes a know-it-all. Seton O'Connor. Ethan's also seen a great white shark. Oh, no. <laughs> Paulie, what'd you learn? Joe Theismann has five books in his office. They're all his. <laughs> what we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. You can start online, network of independent attorneys, provide advice that you need. LegalZoom is not a law firm. That means you don't have to leave your home and they don't charge you by the hour. Visit LegalZoom.com today for more information. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, all around support. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on The Dan Patrick Show. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.